Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here this morning on this beautiful Tuesday. Uh, We are here to talk about sports and the world of betting. We talk about the day that was in the sports world, including our athlete of the day. We then talk about the games coming up today and what bets we like, including our competitive hedge parlay of the day. So our episode today is brought to you by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets on the show as well and follow all of our social media accounts to find our fan lays and other plays. We also post them on offtheballnetwork.com slash comp hedge pod that's where we post our daily betting card as well as our podcast episodes so let's talk about our athlete shout out of the day it has to go out to andre vasilevsky he is six shutouts in his last seven game sevens including last night he is just starting to show that he's up there in the all-time goalie discussion a third straight stanley cup this year has to put him in that conversation But he was phenomenal last night. He made 49 saves in the win for Tampa Bay. They closed out Florida in four games. So he is our athlete shout out of the day. How can he not be given how great he has been, especially this postseason? Now, last night's bets didn't go as planned. Uh, We did have Tampa money line hit last night. We had faith in Vasilevsky to get it done, and he did. Now, the Yankees run line versus Baltimore, that one missed unfortunately um Baltimore won outright we would have been better taking Baltimore run line not sure what the odds on that would have been but that one would have hit Colorado and St. Louis we were under six and a half that one missed as well six to three was the final looked pretty good midway through the second period it was one to nothing and then the floodgates just opened and a lot of goals were scored and then our player prop we had Corey Perry point was a no-go as well when Tampa only scores twice, then it's very difficult. Maroon had an unassisted one, and then there was an empty netter as well. So no point for Corey Perry. But nonetheless, we're up this month. Uh, we've already hit on six parlays this month. So we are having a good month overall. But let's get right into the day that was recap. Starting with Miami and Boston. Boston dominated from start to finish. It was 102-82. to 82. Jason Tatum was 31-8-5. He shot 50% from the field as well. So he really bounced back from that 10-point performance in Game 3. Peyton Pritchard with 14 off the bench. He's given them great minutes off the bench, especially in this series. Derek White starting while Marcus Smart was out. He had 13 points. Robert Williams with 12. 
And then Jalen Brown had 12 on only 5 of 20 shooting, but it really didn't matter. He was coming off that 40-point night as well. On the Miami side, just 11 points in the first quarter. With like four minutes to go, they only had a point. So they really struggled out of the gate. Oladipo had 23 points. Duncan Robinson had 14. Caleb Martin had 12. But the story was just none of their guys really showed up. First of all, no Tyler Hero in the lineup. That's always going to be difficult when you're missing the sixth man of the year. Then you had Kyle Lowry with just three points. You had Jimmy Butler at just six points. He was three of 14 from the field. And then Bam with nine points, six rebounds with only five shot attempts. So overall, you just chalk it up as a bad game for Miami. None of these games have been very close. Um, outside of game three, I guess you consider that close-ish. But they were also down 26 points, I believe, at one point on the Boston side. So really not that close there either. Tatum was elite yesterday. Once again, with his 31 points. So they head now to Miami for game five. It's a best of three. I think the world is on Boston right now, but that the world can be silenced if Miami is able to win game five. They need Hero to be back. They need to hope that Smart isn't playing. But overall, that's where that series is at. NHL-wise, we talked about it already, but Tampa eliminated Florida last night. Tampa Bay, two to nothing. They had goals from Maroon and Paye. Vasilevsky with 49 saves. What a special performance by him in this game for Bobrovsky with 24 saves on the other side. This begs the question where Florida is going to go next year. They are coming off of the president's trophy. So they had a great season. Nonetheless, they won their first playoff series since I believe 1996. So you can't consider the series this season a complete failure on the Florida side, but they're going to have to make some decisions They've got Claude Giroux, free agent. They've got uh, Joe Thornton as well. They've got Sherratt, Haig, and Lindbaum on the back end as well. they got to figure out what they're going to do defensively. But overall, they're going to run it back next year. Uh, as I said, great season. And so hopefully Florida will be back next year. It is a lot better when Florida is at least competitive in the NHL, let alone make it to the Eastern Conference semifinals because not a lot of fans there if they aren't winning games. Then we had Colorado and St. Louis. Colorado wins 6-3. to As we said early on, it was one nothing St. Louis. They were five minutes into the second, still one nothing, And then they just, Colorado lit them up. Uh, Darcy Kemper only made 17 saves. We're going to get more into his playoffs in a little bit here. But uh, Kadri with the hat trick. Then you had goals from Johnson, Taves, and Ranton added an empty netter late. So they scored plenty on Huso, who made 31 saves. They got two goals from Perron and one from Buchnevich. This series really did change when that Kadri collision with Bennington happened. Bennington was having a great series. They looked like they had the chance to win game three. And I think they would have had a great chance of winning this game as well. But he goes out. You have to replace him with Huso. Kadri, the guy that injures him, has a hat trick, so that's even bigger for Colorado. But Kemper, there, there's cause for concern with him moving forward. I mean, in this series alone, he's given up 11 goals in four games. Yes, they're leading 3-1, to one, but he's only got an 897 goals against average. So if you are going to compete with teams like Tampa Bay that we just mentioned, if you meet them in the cup final and you've got Vasilevsky on the other side, you're going to need Kemper to play well. And so he needs to step up his game moving forward. 
I I'm not too concerned with this series now that it's three one. I'm assuming that Colorado is going to advance, but there is cause for concern down the road if it's Edmonton with McDavid and Drysaitel, if it's Calgary with Goudreau and Kachuk and all the guys there, then you're going up against some more high-powered offenses. That's not what St. Louis is. They're a veteran team, but they don't score a lot. And so that's where I would be concerned moving forward if you're a Colorado fan. WNBA last night, the Sparks and Aces. This was Liz Cambage's return uh, to Vegas after playing there last year. But they blew them out of the water. Vegas wins 104-76. Aja Wilson with 24-6. Jackie Young with 19-9-5. And, and then Kelsey Plum with 17. Just an all-out team effort on the Aces side of things. Liz only had 10 points, 4 rebounds. So pretty disappointing night for her. And Jordan Canada had just 11 points as well. Overall, not a great performance by the Sparks, but you are going up against what I would consider the best team in the WNBA right now. They're a very deep team as well, so nothing to be ashamed of with this loss. Now, we'll do our quick MLB line run-through. We had the Pirates 2-1 to over the Rockies. Did like that line with Brubaker going, and he pitched well. The Cubs and Reds 7-4. to I picked up Smiley yesterday in fantasy, so happy with that one. The Orioles beat the Yankees outright 6-4. to four. Our alt-lay play yesterday was Nationals plus 2.5. Well, the Dodgers win 10-1, to one, so uh, that one was not close either. As we said, not a great day betting-wise yesterday. Phillies and Braves 7-3 to three for the Phillies. Then you had the Twins 5-4 to four over the Tigers. The Cardinals 7-3 to three over the Jays. The Guardians 6-1 to one over the Astros. The Padres 3-2 to two over the Brewers in the 10th. The Mariners 7 to 6 over the A's, the Diamondbacks 9 to 5 over the Royals, and the Mets 13 to 3 over the Giants. So with that, let's talk about big games that are on the slate today. Pretty loaded card when we're talking the WNBA side of things, starting with that Atlanta Dream and Washington Mystics game. The the Dream are 4 and 2, the Mystics are 5 and 2, two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. You've got Rin Howard, 20 and a half points per game for Atlanta. And on the other side, you've got Elena Deladon averaging just over 18 a game. So that'll be a fun one early on. Then you've got the Dallas Wings. They're four and two, taking on the Connecticut Sun at four and one. Abungawale for the Wings. She's averaging just shy of 20 a game. And Alyssa Thomas averaging 19 on the Sun side of things. So definitely another exciting game to tune into. And then the later slate isn't as good. We've got Indiana, 2-6 and six Indiana Fever, taking on the 3-2 and two Chicago Sky. Kelsey Mitchell for the Fever's having a good year. She is just shy of 18 a game. And then Candace Parker coming off that triple-double for the Sky. They are 3-2 and two heading into this one. And then definitely what I would consider the snoozer of the night on the WNBA side is the New York Liberty, who are 1-4, versus the Minnesota Lynx, who are 1-6. Sabrina Ionescu, she's either really hot or really cold to start this year. She's averaging just over 15 a game. And then Sylvia Fowles for Minnesota, just shy of 18 a game as well. Those games you can go and check out with WNBA League Pass. It's only 25 bucks, so you get a lot of great quality games on there. And so we really do uh, love the WNBA on this show and especially on the betting side as well. Then we've got NBA playoffs again tonight. This is Dallas game four versus Golden State. They're minus one. The over-under is 215 and a half. I don't want to give Luka a pass for this series. Everyone 
will point to the role guys not scoring enough outside of Brunson and Dinwiddie, but he needs to figure out a way then to get these guys in better shots to succeed. The one thing about Luca is he is a ball stopper. Uh, he does tend to dribble, 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 then find the open guy who then has to put up a shot. I think that's been happening quite a bit in this series. And so he needs to get guys into better spots, get them some easy buckets early. He can get himself going at any point, but if you get Maxi Kleber going, you get Finney Smith going, then you're going to have success against this Golden State team because we knew coming into this series, they were probably the one team that could match them shooting-wise in the West. They just haven't delivered. They were 11 of 45 in the last game, I think, something crazy like that, or 13 of 45. That's not going to get it done when you're playing Golden State. They're going to put a casual 12 to 15 threes on you, most of those just coming from Steph and Clay alone. But, you know, they're going to get production on the Golden State side from Jordan Poole and Draymond and Wiggins. We're not sure about the status of Otto Porter. We'll get into that in a bit. But they need that type of effort from Cleaver, from Finney Smith, from Dwight Powell. Because Dinwiddie, he's been solid. Brunson's been good. And so has Luka. But they need somebody else on this team to step up tonight if they're going to push this series an extra game. We saw Denver take this team to five, so there's no excuse that Dallas shouldn't do the same, if not push it even further. Luka's got a better supporting cast than what Jokic had, and so he needs to win this game. Otherwise, he should be criticized this offseason, not because he didn't have a good season getting them to the Western Conference Finals, but because there needs to be more growth here from the Dallas perspective moving forward. Now, on the NHL side of things, we've got the Rangers and Hurricanes. Carolina's yet to win a road game in this postseason. You go back to that Boston series, it went to seven. They won all four at home. Then in this series, it's two to one. They won both their games at home. So tonight for me, it's can they prove that they can actually win on the road? They score under two goals per game on the road in this playoffs. Shesterkin, he's also starting to heat up. That's not a goalie that you want to heat up right now, especially since. The Rangers don't get a lot of offensive help for Shesterkin. They really lean on him to produce on the back end. And so the Rangers need to go out and put some pass Ranta early. They need to even up the score. But what remains to be seen is whether a team can go into Carolina and win this postseason. So the Rangers and Carolina should be a fun one tonight. And then the Battle of Alberta tonight. This could be series on the line as well as Calgary. They played a really bad game three. They were down 4 nothing. I uh, scored the one late to make it four to one, but overall Edmonton dominated the game at home. They must find a way to steal this game because it's been a high scoring series, but if it goes three, one, then you're really in tough. If you're Calgary, they need to, I think a lot of people felt like this series was going seven. I still believe that it is. I believe Calgary is going to get the win tonight, but which goalie is going to step up is Markstrom going to have a vintage performance is Mike Smith going to step up once again and play well? We'll have to wait and see, but that'll be a fun one tonight for the NHL playoffs. Now let's talk game lines we're leaning, but we're waiting on. That's the one disadvantage of going early in the morning for a show like this is that betting lines change throughout the day. So you could be listening to this now, and then the line changes significantly by the time games start. But these are games that we like, but we're just going to wait and see where the line is at a little bit later on in the day. So let's start with that Yankees and Orioles game. Yankees money line is minus 245, but Yankees 
They just lost six to four last night to the Orioles. Um, when we're talking about the run line here, it's minus 115 for the Yankees. You've got Bruce Zimmerman going for the Orioles. On the other side, you've got Jordan Montgomery for the Yankees. I like the pitching matchup here. Um, Montgomery does, he. I think he's the better pitcher here. Um, so I do think that this is a great spot for them to bounce back. However, we are going to wait and see where the line is at by the time first pitch is about to be thrown out. That one will start at just after 7 Eastern time. Then we've got Dodgers and Nationals once again. You got Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers and on the Washington side. You got Josiah Gray currently expected to go. So I lean Dodgers once again. They just won 10-1 to last night. This is maybe me overreacting a bit after they burned me on the Nationals side. But I do think that the Dodgers are a superior team. You got Bueller. He's 5-1 on the year. You could be looking at a run line of minus 125 here as well. They are playing a bad Nationals team. So with Bueller going, I would lean that. Just wait a bit closer to ensure these are the two pitchers going. On the Red Sox and White Sox side of things, you've got Nick Pavetta going for the Red Sox. He's 2-4 and four on the year with a 4.22 ERA. On the White Sox side of things, you've got Dylan Cease going. He's 4-1 and one on the year with a 3.09 ERA. I like the under right now in this game. It is currently at 7.5. Last night it was at 8. So we could see that move as well. One thing I'd like to keep an eye on is Will Verdugo go today for Boston. He's one of their better hitters. He's been out with an illness. And so if he returns today, then that could make a difference in this game from an over-under perspective. Then we've got Tampa Bay and the Marlins. I like the upset potential here. Pablo Lopez, 4-1 and one on the year with a 1.57 ERA. He's taking on Shane McClanahan, who's 3-2 and two with a 2.33 ERA. I just overall like the potential upset here, but I want to see who the public jumps on from a betting perspective. The, the upset is plus 140. If you even want to go a bit more conservative in a parlay, you could go plus one and a half at minus 165. Overall, I like Miami, though, in an upset today in that one. Then we've got Cubs and Reds. Tyler Mall going for the Reds. Marcus Stroman going for the Cubs. This line's currently over under at eight. I like the over. I don't love either of these pitchers today, but I'm going to wait on this one. Might even do a same game parlay where I can do a Cubs money line in the over or even go with the Reds money line in an over. Depends how I'm feeling closer to first pitch, but that's one that I'm keeping an eye on as well. When we're talking NHL wise, I'm waiting on the New York and Carolina game. I like this game, but once again, want to wait to confirm which goalies are going. With Ranta, you never know. They could flip to Anderson at any moment, depending on how healthy he is. Shesterkin, 99.9% sure that he's going today for New York, but just want to confirm the goaltending matchup. I do like New York today. And then Dallas and Golden State. Not that I think it will matter a ton if Otto Porter is missing, but he is a game-time decision. Would like to see it a little bit closer to tip off whether he plays. He's been pretty solid off the bench, giving them around 10 points. And so Otto Porter is a player that I'll be keeping an eye on on that one. Now, when we're talking player prop lines of the day, we post those on our social media pages. So if you want to find those, you have to go and check out our social media accounts. How else are we going to get you to go and check them out, right? So player props, we're going to be posting more of those daily on there as well moving forward. 
So that is where you can find all the player props. Now, the competitive lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150 here. Only looking to put out winners. Always bet responsibly. We love to preach that here at this show. And so the daily three-team parlay, let's go through it. Calgary Flames money line versus the Edmonton Oilers. I felt this series is going to go seven since it was announced, which tells me that Calgary bounces back tonight. I don't see a situation where a team goes down three to one and pushes it to seven, but I think it's going to be two, two, and then we're going to be heading to a best of three. I still think the Flames are the deeper team and they have the better goalie in this series. And I think they're going to prove it tonight against Edmonton. So I'm rolling with the Flames money line once again at minus 108. They burned us a couple days ago, but they're not going to tonight. The Atlanta Dream plus eight and a half versus the Washington Mystics. It's four and two versus five and two. And I think we see a bit of a battle here. Both teams have young talent. And I think it turns into a potential Atlanta upset as well. If you want to sprinkle on that money line. Rin Howard and Elena Deladon. That's going to be fun to watch tonight. But I do like the Atlanta Dream at plus eight and a half. And then the Chicago Sky versus the Indiana Fever. I'm going under 164 and a half. This is mostly me fading the Indiana Fever scoring enough points in this game. The Sky are averaging just shy of 82 a game. The Fever is at 79 a game. So combined, they're around 160. I'm expecting a close game, but also a lower scoring one. I see this being 77-72 type finish. I just don't see them cracking that 164 mark. So I'm rolling with the under in the sky and fever game. You got Candace Parker on one side and then Kelsey Mitchell on the other. So the odds on this three-team parlay, both those WNBA games are minus 115. So that takes our odds to plus 576 today. Really loving these plays. Not that we need an alt-lay play because there's not going to be any rain delays or no plays. But just in case we got the Padres plus one versus the Brewers, you got Corbin Burns for the Brewers and Blake Snell for the Padres. The Padres are at home. I think it's great value here uh, with Snell going. And so that is our play of the day uh, in MLB. But we appreciate everyone who tunes into our live show every morning. We post the audio roughly an hour after we get off the air here. But thank you so much to everyone that tuned in. We'll be back tomorrow morning for the Daily Competitive Hedge podcast, talking some more NBA and NHL playoffs, even starting to look forward to that next golf event next week. And so thank you, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge podcast.